0: Green Scene on the Pat Kenny Show with AIB, working alongside Irish communities towards a low-carbon future. We pledge to do more.
1: Now, in the Green Scene today, how invasive species are infecting our forests, but first, how plants produce their own aspirin to protect themselves from heatwaves. I'm joined by Dr Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. This is extraordinary, Ruth. Good morning.
0: It is. And, and in a way, maybe it shouldn't be, Pat, because, I mean, salicylic acid, which you probably might have heard, mightn't have mm-hmm. have heard of, but that's aspirin. And it does come originally from plants. You know, ancient humans used to extract yeah, it from willow, like isn't willow, it? exactly, yeah. willow and myrtle. Um, but, but, of course, scientists are worried about loss of biodiversity in plants. There was a big study released today saying, you know, we need to be concerned about this. And one of the issues is heat. The world's getting hotter for us, it's getting hotter for the plants as well. And and this is work that was done by the University of California to to look to see what plants might do under heat stress. And when plants are under stress, they do something quite similar to us. They produce something called reactive oxygen species. So we often hear about antioxidants being Mm -hmm. good for us because these reactive oxygen species, when they're bouncing around our body or a plant, you know, they can cause damage to our tissues. Uh, So a little bit of these things are okay, but too much is not good. And what they study found was that if a plant is exposed to excessive sun or heat, these reactive oxygen species are produced but the, the, the plant then kicks off a special mechanism, sort of an alarm. And that alarm causes the plants to produce aspirin internally. And that aspirin actually protects the the chloroplasts in the plant. And the chloroplasts are the little green things that mm. live inside plant cells that enable them to photosynthesize. So they're kind of the energy production yeah. um, piece of the plant.
1: Now, obviously, if you were to take uh, one of those w- weed rods you know with the flame at the end and ap- approach a leaf no chance of no
0: i don't think that's enough aspirin a flame in time drawer. no <laughs> not enough aspirin yeah. but you know this is really interesting because you know we obviously associate their salicylates or the family of salicylic acids are in lots of different things coffee mushrooms broccoli they're in lots of natural products at very low levels and we knew they were in some plants at high levels but the idea that they could actually be Possibly even engineered into plants to help them survive in heat. You know, is a very interesting one because we know that most humans can tolerate that. You could imagine that in areas
1: where maybe the grapes could no longer thrive because of uh, the the temperature had gone up with global warming, that they might engineer a plant that could survive. The heat. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's certainly a possibility, and this is something we find wild, w- widely in the plant kingdom, anyway. Mm.
1: Now, uh, you have to be careful, though, when you start doing tinkering around, whether it's, uh, you know, doing something genetically with a plant or introducing a new plant into a country, as we have done.
0: Yeah, and we've talked a lot about the impact of native species, Pat, and, and, and today, really, to talk about forests, particularly, because we've all heard about things like rewilding the Atlantic rainforest, and, you know, we really want to get back to some of our own native woodland. Um, but one of the big threats at the moment is invasive species. And, and two particular species are of issue. One is the rhododendron and one mm-hmm. is the cherry laurel, part of the laurel family. You have a bay laurel, this laurel. And of course, where these are coming from are our gardens. and um, We are buying these and we are putting them in our gardens. Yeah. Um, and they, they are really problematic. They've now invaded a lot of our kind of protected native habitats. and
1: So a rhododendron will produce seeds which will blow in the wind...
0: A rhododendron can produce thousands of seeds. Up to 3,000, up to three 000, uh, up to, to 7,000 seeds can spread over a kilometre. And once they take root, they can become really entangled in whatever, whatever is there. They grow into these kind of dense thickets of evergreen forest and they have huge shadows where nothing else can live. Um, They're poisonous so other animals won't attack them. You know, they'll eat Mm. the native species around them Um, and so for that reason they'll outcompete a lot of our native trees and shrubs. Um, So what
1: to do because, I mean, we have the cash crops in our forest, the Sitka spruce. They grow very fast and very straight and they love Ireland.
0: They love Ireland and they're fantastic actually when it comes to carbon capture. Ironically, they're terrible for biodiversity and, and actually when they're grown for timber for 20 years, you know, the landowner is paid, they get a return in that time frame, but when they're cut they really scar the landscape, it can impact on, you know, water uh, pathways, it can impact on biodiversity. So actually some researchers in Trinity and UCD have kind of come up with this idea of a scorecard for trees. It's called the Forest or the Fares Project. And this idea that different types of trees have different benefits. So you have carbon capture, you know, protecting the soil, amenities, I mean, we've discussed forests are really important amenities for our own well-being. So, so this idea, we need to take a holistic view of our forests. We probably will need some of those Sitka spruce, even though they're, sure. they're deeply unpopular in some areas, but for timber, for carbon capture in the short term, they're they're really important. But we also need to think about protecting those native species for the really high value they bring to us and our wildlife. And
1: you got to do something because it, it, the, it, the life cycle of an oak is far longer than the life cycle of a yes, person.
0: It requires long term thinking, um, yeah. which can be challenging.
1: All right, Ruth, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Dr. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Thank you very much.